Okay, so we're <clears throat> God let them a pillar of fire by day and a pillar of cloud by night. And he says, you're my people. We went through this last week, a kind of a review. And they, they gave him, a, they gave him a, a king. And Saul was a big man, and uh, he was from the tribe of Benjamin. Who else was from the tribe of Benjamin that we hear a lot about in Scripture? Paul. Paul was from the tribe of Benjamin. So we're, we, we uh, see a lot about them. Turn with me at chapter 13, and we're just, it's a recurring theme here, but verse 14 uh, of chapter 13. Now, now your kingdom shall be, shall not endure. This is the Lord talking to, to um, or Samuel talking to, to Saul. Uh, he says, your, your kingdom will not endure. <clears throat> the Lord has sought out for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has appointed him as ruler over the people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. This is right after he offered sacrifices and he didn't wait on Samuel. And yet uh, Samuel showed up about the time he got through. And he says, what have you done? And he says, well, the people... <laughs> That was his. Uh, that was his excuse a lot of times. You know, when we mess up, we need to just buy it and go on about our business. You know, but uh, some people don't don't want to admit that they're in trouble. Uh, you can look at any newscast or on your uh, tablet or your phone and see we got some of that same stuff going on today. They just don't want to admit where they are. Chapter 15, look at uh, chapter 15, look at verse, verse 10. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned his back from following me and has not carried out my commandments. Look at verse 35 of chapter 15. Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. For Samuel grieved over Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made him king over Israel. Then last week we talked about uh, the Lord going, uh, telling Samuel to get up and Fill his flask with oil. And he said, I'm going to send you to the Bethlehemite, Jesse. And uh, we talked about that, that in the uh, fourth chapter of Ruth, we found that Obed, the union between uh, Ruth and Boaz, produced uh, Obed, which was David's grandfather. So we have, have a, a history going there. Then in verse 7 of chapter 16, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or the height of his stature, because I have rejected him, for God sees not as man sees.
For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this was one of his brothers. And uh, when uh, Jesse paraded his sons in front of him and uh, in front of Samuel, he said, surely this is a man. And, and God told Samuel, no, I'm, I'm looking for his heart. And so in verse 12 of chapter 16, for he sent and brought him, uh, he said, do you have any more children? He said, yeah, there's one in the field. So he sent and brought him, and now he was ruddy with beautiful eyes, handsome in appearance. The Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for he is, for this is he. Samuel took the, whole, the horn of the oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. <clears throat> we don't know exactly uh, how old David was when this happened. But some commentaries said he could be, be as young as 12 at, at this point. He, he was just a young man, and we have time going forth here. So, so as a young man, um, he was anointed to be, uh, to be king. Then we have a, a, <clears throat> a story that we will pick up in verse 14. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord terrorized him. And we talked about last Sunday that, that when David wrote Psalm 51, which was after his sin with Bathsheba and the murder of uh, uh, his, her husband, uh, Uriah, you know, he wrote Psalm 51 and one of the key parts in there, he says, don't let your Holy Spirit depart from me. That has nothing to do with salvation, but it's the Lord's hand on him, a favor. And he knew that that's exactly what happened to Saul, and he didn't want that to happen to him. And so he, he, uh, he confessed and said, don't let that happen to me. Verse 15, Saul's servant said to him, behold now, an evil spirit from God is terrorizing you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are before you. Let him seek a man who is a skillful player on the harp. And it shall come about when the evil spirit from God is on you that he shall play the harp with his hand and you will be well. So Saul said to his servants, provide for me a man who can play and bring him to me. Then one of the young men said, Behold, I've seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is a skillful musician, a mighty man of valor, of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome man, and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is, who is with the flock. Uh, we don't know what... Uh, problem uh, Saul had some people say uh, depression bouts of depression uh, but at this time uh, scripture says it was an evil spirit and he says well we, you need to play some music I don't know about you but music does something to me I, en I enjoy music when I first came home from the hospital uh, <clears throat> I just put uh, 
YouTube on the Gaither channel, and I just let it roll. <laughs> and and I I listened to it. The only bad thing about it, they were they were singing a lot about heaven, and you know it's and when when you're when you're not ready to go, <laughs> that's 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 one of those things. But anyway, it after a while I turned it off. But anyway, it it was it was good. You need to rephrase that. You are ready to go. Yeah, I am. Really want he ain't wanting to go. You're right. I'm yeah. not. As the fellow said, I'm not waiting for a trip today. You know. <laughs> Verse twenty. So Jesse took a donkey, loaded it with bread and a jug of wine, and a young goat, and sent them to Saul by David his son. David came to Saul, and he attended him. And Saul loved him greatly, and he became his armor barrier. <clears throat> Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David now stand before me, for he has found favor. Thank you, Art. Okay. It helps when you're hooked up right, doesn't it? <clears throat> he said, uh, verse 22, For he has found favor in my sight. So it came about that whenever the evil spirit from God came to Saul, David would take the harp and play it with his hand, and Saul would be refreshed and be well, and the evil spirit would depart from him. Now, uh, so this is a story about David coming into Saul's presence. And this is the first time uh, that, that David and Saul had any interaction now, as we go through the chapters, the rest of the chapters, it goes from a good relationship to a hate relationship from Saul's part point of view. We don't know how much time lapped between chap chapter 16 and verse chapter 17, but <clears throat> some time had gone, had gone by. Uh, <clears throat> most people think, and we'll see that in a minute, that from 12 when he was anointed and, and, and about that time when he played for his harp for Saul, we're going into the story of Goliath and he was about, you know, 17 or 18. So it was a few years down. Now don't, don't hang your hat on that because that's just speculation from a lot of different people. All right, chapter 17. Now the Philistines gathered their uh, armies for battle and they were gathered at Succoth which become, became, belongs to Judah and they camped at Succoth and Ashtar and uh, that other place. And Saul and the men of Israel drew up and camped in the valley and drew up in battle array to encounter the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side while Israel stood on the, on the mountain on the other side and the valley between them. And the champion came out from the armies of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span, nine feet, nine inches. Now, I brought my tape measure last week and Buddy measured it from me. Nine feet and nine inches is to the top of where that that uh, screen is rolled up. So he was a pretty good-sized boy, you know. Nine feet and nine 
inches. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was clothed with scale armor, which weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze, 125 pounds. That was just his armor, 125 pounds. He also had bronze um, greaves on his legs and a bronze javelin slug, slung between his shoulders. And the shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and the head of the spear weighed 600 shekels, 15 pounds, just the, just the head of the thing. So he was a big man, and he carried a lot of big armor with him, and yet he was there. Verse 8, he stood and shouted to the ranks of, the, of Israel and said to them, Why do you come out and draw up in battle array? Am I not a Philistine and your servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if, he, but if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. Again, the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all the Israel heard this, uh, these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and afraid. So this happened, we'll see in a minute, this challenge that Goliath made, he made several times. Verse 12. Now David was a son, as we know, whose name was Jesse. He had eight sons, and Jesse was old, was old in the days of Saul, advanced in years among men. The three older sons of Jesse had gone uh, after Saul into battle, and the names of his three sons, and you see them there. David was the youngest. Now the three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to attend his father's flock in Bethlehem. The Philistines came forward morning and evening for 40 days and took his stand. Uh, then Jesse said to David, Take now for your brothers an ephod of roasted grain, ten loaves, and run to the camp to your brothers. Also bring... Ten cuts of cheese to the commander of their thousands and look into the welfare of your brothers. Bring back news of them for Saul, for Saul and, and all the fighting men of Israel in the valley, fighting the, the Philistines. Um, in this particular time in history, uh, there was no, there's no, no provisions followed um, provided unnecessarily and so we know that in in uh, Paul's case when he was in jail he was dependent on people bringing it to him uh, and in this particular case he the families of the people who fought were uh, were kind of uh, took care of their own uh, while they were in battle so verse 12 20. So David rose early in the morning and left the flock with a keeper and took the supplies and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the circle of the camp while the army was going out in battle array, 
shouting a war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up in battle array against the army. Then David left his baggage in the care of the baggage keeper and ran to the battle line and entered in order to greet his brothers. He was talking with them, and behold, the champion, the Philistine from Gath, named Goliath, was coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke the same words, and David heard them. When all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him and were greatly afraid. The men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who's coming up? Surely he is coming up to defy Israel, and it will be that that the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him, said, What will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and take away the reproach, reproach from Israel? And who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the army of the living God? The people answered him in accord with the words, saying, Thus it shall be whole from the man who kills him. Now Eliab, the oldest brother, heard uh, when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's uh, anger burned against David and said, Why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your insolence and your wickedness of your heart, for you've come down in order to see the battle. But David, verse 29, said, What have I done now? Was it just a question? I didn't have an older brother, but I can imagine, maybe some of you did, that the older brother taunted the, the younger brother. What have you done now, you know? And uh, this kind of question. And he said, it's just a question, son. That's all I want. I'm just asking a question. Verse 30. Then he turned away from him to other people and said the same thing. And the people answered him as before. When the words of David spoke were heard, they told him to Saul and sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him, for you are but a youth, while he's been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant was tending the father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. I went after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And then David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will also deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul clothed David with his garment and put the bronze helmet on his head, and he clothed him with his armor. David girded his sword with his armor and tried to walk. But he had not tested them, for David said to Saul, I can't go with these, for I've not tested them. 
and David took them off. So he took his stick in his hand, chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in a shepherd's patch bag, which he had, even in his pouch, and his sling, and it was in his hand, and he approached the Philistines. <clears throat> from time to time, on my YouTube watching, there's trivia stuff come up. There's 20 questions. And Belt and I sit there and try to answer them. And one of the questions we, we had the other day was, how many stones did David take to put in his pouch? Well, it was five, according to Scripture here. He chose five stones from the brook to put in his shepherd's bag. Verse 41, Then the Philistines came on and approached David with a shield-bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with a stick? And the Philistines cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, Come to me, and I will give you flesh to the burn, the birds of the sky and the feast of the uh, beasts of the field. Then David said to Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, whom you have taught it. That's the whole crutch of the thing. David went in the power of the Lord. Now we know back when Samuel uh, anointed him that the Lord was with him and the Lord was with him all this time. And we know that when he was out there in the <clears throat> tending the shepherd, uh, being a shepherd, tending the thing, I don't know that he had Coke cans to, to shoot his sling at, but he, he shot them at something. And, but he was pretty good with his sling. And so in verse 46, it said, This day the Lord will strike you. Uh, excuse me. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give your dead body to the army of the Philistines uh, this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Now, <laughs> be, you know, be careful about your boasting. But here, uh, here, here David was, uh, he was in the spirit of the Lord. Verse 47, And all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle of the, is the Lord's, and he will give it into our hands. It happened when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistines. David put his hand in his bag and took from it a stone, slung it, and, and struck the Philistine in his forehead, and the stone sank into his forehead so that he fell on his face to the ground. They already told us that he had this big armor on. I'm sure he had a helmet. Probably the only part that wasn't was his forehead wasn't covered. And David hit him 
right there. Verse 50. Thus David prevailed over the Philistines with a sling and a stone, and he struck the Philistines and killed him, but there was no sword in David's hand. Then David ran and took over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And the Philistines saw that their champion was dead. They fled. The men of Israel and Judah rose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the valley. And verse 53, the sons of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines and plundered their camps. When David took the Philistines David took the Philistine's head and brought it to Jerusalem and he put his weapons in his tent. So <clears throat> David had a tent somewhere, and, uh, but it was back in Jerusalem. Uh, the the um, commentators really don't say a lot about that, but that's, that's what Scripture says. Now, verse 55. Now, when Saul saw David going out against the Philistines, he said to Abner, his commander of his armor, Abner, whose son is this young man? And Abner said, By your life, O king, I do not know. And the king says, You inquire whose son this youth is. So when David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner uh, took him and brought him before Saul with the Philistine's head in his hand. Saul said to him, Whose son are you, man, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Well, <laughs> that could be a little confusing because he had been playing the harp before this man for a while. And then at this point, uh, he, he, he didn't even know who he was. So the commentators say that, <clears throat> that David went back and forth from the palace or from Saul's presence back to tending the sheep. He, he made this trip. Evidently where he lived was not very far from, from Jerusalem or where this was. And, uh, and there was a time frame. And if he was 12 years old or 13 or something, and the boy grew, grew and was 17 or 18 when he killed Goliath, uh, he could have changed in appearance. And David didn't know who he was, and Abner didn't know who he was, but he inquired who he was, and he said, I'm, I'm uh, David, the son of Jesse. So this is a story we tell our children, and we read them about David and Goliath. It's one of the many stories in Scripture that, that are appealing you know, we, we do the same thing with uh, Daniel and Meshach and Abednego and uh, the other one in, in the fiery furnace. Uh, uh, these are, are Bible stories that a lot of people can understand. The big thing is God was with David. He had a job to do, and he did it, and he did it in the name of the Lord. Now, the problems that Saul had with, with uh, growing up here is he, he put himself, he put Saul in front of everything. And we'll see that as we go through Scripture here a little bit more, that, that uh, Saul 
Saul had a big ego, and he was very kind of narcissistic, and, and yet um, David in this particular case was being very obedient and was listening to the Lord and knew his strength came from the Lord. We have talked about that many times, and going back to Isaiah, when we uh, were in Isaiah, Isaiah said, uh, the Lord said, I am God and there is no other. And sometimes I think we forget who we're worshiping, who, who is in charge, so to speak. We're so tied up with us. Uh, as Pastor Bobby's been going through the Minor Prophets, and, and every time he goes through it, he's, he's talking about the idols and about them li uh, leaving uh, the worship of the true God. And we're there today. Pat and I were talking Wednesday night about this uh, particular situation, and I think, and I mentioned to her that we don't have an idol that's been carved by stone or wood or something that we sit in our house and worship. Uh, we don't we don't do that uh, anymore. But we have very much idols in our own lives. And we, we get our focus off of what the Lord is. Uh, we, a few years ago, we went through this phase where I'm okay, you're okay, you know. And uh, the idea was don't put yourself down, uh, you know, you're okay. Well, I think we've probably taken that to a little bit uh, far and I think one of the idols we have now, and we talked about this a little in Isaiah, was us. We've put ourselves. We think we're okay, and we can do most anything, and we don't need the Lord, and we don't we don't need to uh, to worry about what's going to happen. And yet, at the same time, we realize God is God. Um, I'll digress a little bit, and uh, when you're when you're struggling to breathe, some of you can uh, identify with that. When you're struggling to breathe, and every breath is a is a is a struggle, it puts a kind of a new perspective on what's going on. I was in the bed there. In the hospital, which they took excellent care of 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 me, but one thirty in the morning, a couple of nurses came in, and you know they got this whiteboard up there and tells you what's going on and who's who and so forth and so on. And they came in, and I was aware that they were writing something on the board, and I said, "What are y'all doing?" And <laughs> she says, "Well, we're." We're writing on here uh, DNR. So I said, mm, really? <laughs> and so we talked about, had we have a living root? Will, you know, early on in the admission process. I said, yes, we do. And do you have a DNR? Yes, we do. And it didn't, it just flew by our heads. We did that when we were in Greenville, uh, and uh, before we came here, and we've been here almost 20 years, but we did it at that, 
at that time, you know, uh, end of life situation, I, of course, COVID was probably an end of life situation, and I just wasn't aware of it. But uh, and all of it, it bothered me, and and I said, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. We did this years ago. I want all the help I can get. <laughs> and so she came back to me in a little bit, and she says, uh, "Are you telling me that you want uh, to?" Anything you can, you don't want this uh, uh, DNR to be in place. I said, not at this point, I don't. <laughs> if if anything can happen, and and I, I I got there and after they left and that that was corrected and they put it back in my records that I would take a resuscitation. I, the Lord and I had a little discussion, and we talked a little bit about. Uh, several things, and when you're there, you know, you know, I know I'm his child, but doubt came. You know what what's going on here? Why why am I so fearful of of a quick trip to heaven? Well, I think that's human nature. Number one, and num- number two, I hope the Lord's still got something for me to do. And so, so we, we, we know that the Lord is in control, but until we get ourselves in a pickle, we don't honor him. And that's true. I came across that episode of 12 Days in the Hospital with one thing in mind, that Jesus is the only thing that matters. Only thing that matters. And... And uh, I won't. I don't want to ever forget it. And I, I, I wanna, I wanna up my game, so to speak. Uh, I've never been a one who, who preaches on the corner, <laughs> but but witnessing to people that don't know the Lord is very important. And and I, I see more and more the importance of people. Now we, our family, our circle of friends, they're all saved, and Bobby's been talking about that. We need to move out of our comfort zone. A couple of weeks ago, he preached. We need to look for these people who are lost. Samuel, uh, uh, David, rather, David honored the Lord and was very much aware of the Lord's presence, and he knew that he was going to give him victory. Now, in verse, uh, we have over here, in verse uh, 46 of chapter 17, he tells what I'm going to do. Well, he hadn't laid Goliath on the ground at that point, but he he said, he said, this is what's going to happen to you. And he knew because of the Lord's presence in his life what was going to happen. I also thought about this a little bit. You know, I don't know that the Lord has ever audibly spoken to me. I kind of wish he would. Uh, When we're in a tight and when we need to make some decisions, if the Lord would just say, all right, Bill, do this. He does do that sometimes in different areas, not an audibly spoken word, which I would like for him to do. 
but he, do, he does it with counsel with friends. He does it with peace in our heart. We've talked about the four-way test, you know, in here. Is it scriptural? You know, is it, uh, is it common sense? What does common sense say about it? Is the door open and do you have peace? And we go through these little things that the Lord has allowed us to see. But more times than not, we just need to listen to what God has to say. Samuel as a boy, laying there keeping the lights on, uh, <laughs> keeping the lamps burning in the, in, the, in the tabernacle as he was. And the Lord spoke to him and he ran to Eli. He did that three times and finally Eli says, when he speaks, you says you're listening. Now the Lord speaks to us sometime and we're not listening. We're either running ahead of him or behind him. And uh, we need to be careful and we need to, to listen to what the Lord has to say. So uh, I think we'll stop here and pick up on chapter 18 uh, next week. And it's a beautiful story uh, about, he said, I come in the power of the living God. And that's what he came to do. Okay. Let me turn this thing off and then then we'll say something else.